Well, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowell, and I'm a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. I'm passionate about our Second Amendment rights, and in this podcast, we talk all about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as I might throw in a sports story or something that's going on in our current environment. Well, today is February 20th, 2021, and what a week it's been here in Texas and across a lot of the United States. I can tell you my own little personal story. We started getting the forecast of the weather coming in last weekend. And essentially from Monday till yesterday, which was uh, Friday, we did not get out of our house. We had uh, rolling blackouts throughout the state. We had people, uh, and in, in some cases, days without power. There's been a lot of discussion about the causes and reasons for this. I'm not going to get into that. I, us personally, for uh, about three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we were on a cycle of about 30 minutes of power on, 30 minutes of power off and then that would continue throughout the day you know there's a lot of pluses and you know uh, minuses to that you know we had to as soon as the power would come on we'd rush to go and do whatever it was that we were needing to do maybe make something in the microwave real quick or whatever but in um that time we did spend a lot of time and you know just sitting around as a family and talking and you know those are moments that that have to be uh shared so that's kind of what happened this week you know another big uh thing in this uh week and that was uh, the death of rush limbaugh and I can tell you personally, I probably would not, well, I say that, he shaped a lot of my my conservative thinking. He, I started listening to Rush around 1990, 91, and would listen to him over my lunch hour. I watched his television show for the few years that it came on, and... I can just tell you, when I look back, you know, he did mean a lot to me. We joke, and this is a little personal story, when my wife and I first met on our date, one of the first things she said to me is she slapped the table down and said, I'm, I'm a conservative Republican. She said, I'm getting that out here right now. And she had been on many dates and just had gotten to the point in her life where she was not going to get with anybody that didn't have the same worldview as she did. I was a little stunned at that point, but I can tell you if it had not been Rush Limbaugh, for Rush Limbaugh at that point, I probably would not have made it through our second date. So I owe, I owe that to Rush, and he will be missed. So what else happened this week? Well, we leave it to our our bumbling president but to, to do some things. And, you know, we've talked about uh, prior to the election, you know, he was coming for our guns. And I'm going to play the, the clip here that I was playing at the end of all of my podcasts up until the election, just as a reminder for everybody. Who in God's name needs a weapon that can handle a hundred rounds? For God's sake. I think we have to, in fact, have universal background checks, eliminate assault weapons as a being illegal to be sold or owned in the United States, as well as uh, limiting the number of bullets that can be in a, in a clip to 10. Recent events illustrate again and with chilling vividness the tragedy that results from the wide and easy availability of guns with firepower that overwhelms our police of weapons that have, in my view, no place in hunting or sport, and whose only function, only real function, is to kill human beings uh, at a ferocious pace. Was the assault weapons ban effective? It was effective in the sense that there were fewer mass shootings that occurred, so I think it reduced anxiety considerably. 
gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. And I think that clip says all about, you know, where Biden is on our Second Amendment. And he on the he took the opportunity on uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day, to make a statement on the anniversary of the three years of the Parkland shooting. And so the first paragraph just it reads in this statement. I'm not going to read all of it. But three years ago today, a lone gunman took the lives of 14 students and three educators at Marjorie Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. And second, the lives of dozens of families and the lives of the American community were changed forever. And that is true. I mean, anytime you have a shooting like that, it is definitely sad whenever, especially when uh, young people are involved and their lives are tragically cut short. He goes on to talk a little bit about how this affected America and such. And then he ends this with saying, and this is where he says the silent part out loud, this administration will not wait for the next mass shooting to heed that call. We will take action to end our epidemic of gun violence and make our schools and communities safer. Today, I'm calling on Congress to enact common sense gun law reforms, including requiring background checks on all gun sales, banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, and eliminating immunity for gun manufacturers who knowingly put weapons of war on our streets. We owe it to all of those we've lost and to all those left behind to grieve to make a change. The time to act is now. So that silent part that they said is that, you know, the left has always used some type of event, some type to go at our emotions and then, you know, push for uh, gun control. And he's saying he's not going to wait for that. He is going to push forward and try and get that done now. Now, interesting, though, is he led this his statement off with a very emotional plea about why this needs to be done. But, you know, you look at this. And we'll just kind of break this apart. He said, we will take action to end our epidemic of gun violence and make our schools and communities safer. Epidemic. Hmm. So 2020, we had 12.2 deaths per 100,000 were related to firearms. Um, In 1974, that was 16.3. So we are definitely not on an epidemic. The uh, number of deaths per firearms have been pretty consistent. And the majority of those, 60%, are usually related to some sort of suicide. In 2019, gun homicides of that 12.2, gun homicides were 4.3. And then we talk about we're talking we're wanting to ban assault weapons, so those long deadly rifles. Long gun homicides in 2019 were uh, 564. So let's break this down. So he want, again wants to enact common sense gun law reforms, and everybody knows that as soon as you hear common sense, you know it's not common sense, including requiring background checks on all gun sales. That implies that gun sales don't require background checks. And they they do, except for those places where there are exceptions by people that have a license of some sort and have already uh, had that background check performed. He's going to ban assault weapons. Again, we don't have any definition, but we talk about it, it, it those the most common gun sold out there is the AR-15, and that's that black eagle-looking rifle, and that is what they're going after. But that weapon, as we've already demonstrated, is not used in many crimes whatsoever. And when you look at, we're talking about an epidemic of gun violence. In 2020, we had 12.2 million guns sold 
I mean, 12.2 de deaths per 100,000, but we had a record-setting number of gun sales in um, 2020, and almost 40% of those, somewhere maybe around 8 million people, were first-time buyers. And you tell me that that, they're, that should directly tie to some sort of tick up in gun violence and it results in a tick down and it's because these people want to protect themselves and they are afraid of losing those gun rights ban on high capacity magazines and again what is a high capacity magazine typically it's been defined as anything holding greater than 10 rounds and that is the majority of magazines and then he wants to eliminate immunity for gun factors gun manufacturers who knowingly put weapons of war on our streets what a piece of garbage statement that is. Gun manufacturers are not knowingly putting weapons of war on our streets. Make it sound like they're they're conducting and doing something illegal. What he's trying to say here is that he wants to open up the floodgates so that any time a gun is used in a crime, the victim of that crime can sue the gun manufacturer. Does not ma matter at all what the circumstances are around that. All manufacturers are subject to uh, the same product liability suits that any other uh, manufacturer is, but you know Ford is not liable if somebody gets drunk and and kills somebody else while driving in their F-150. You can't go and sue Ford for that. I mean, you can't really sh sue the alcohol manufacturer for that. They have tried. You know they've tried to sue in the bartenders and such like that. But this is just really an effort to put the gun industry out of business. Um, and then we owe it to all those we've lost and all those left behind to grieve, to make a change. The time to act is now. Is it? And why is he making this plea now? Why is the timing? We've had a flood of gun legislation proposed in the first you know, month or so of this new Congress. And originally, Biden was going to say that he was going to do this all through executive orders. So originally Biden said that he was going to be doing all this legislation through executive orders. And I'm curious as to why we haven't seen any of those written yet. I suspect another reason why is because he knows that immediately as soon as he does it, he's going to find himself in court. The, I can guarantee you the Texas AG would sue him immediately. Ken Paxton has already filed a few lawsuits against the administration for their immigration policies. So I think Biden uh, understands that his time is limited to get this done um, because as we start to ap approach the 2022 midterms, that he doesn't want to be ha having to put Democrats in the position to vote for gun legislation. He can't knows he can't wait till after the 2022 midterms because he's going to lose control of the House and the Senate. So he's trying to get it through now. And, you know, how successful he's going to be, I don't know. We've got to continue to encourage our local, our state representatives here in Texas. We're trying to get the uh, pass through to be a, a sanctuary state. My county is a sanctuary county to protect our, because a lot of this does fall to the state levels to enforce. So, and then we've got to contact our our representatives and, and not allow this to pass. We have to reach out to everybody and encourage them and let them know that this will not stand. And the, the, the gun voice out there, and I'm not talking about NRA and, and all the lobby, but our just our individual gun voice has to be loud. We've got, like I said, all, almost at least 8 million uh new voices out there for the last from the last year and we've got to pull those all together and 
uh, bring them together as one solid voice. So I'm going to continue to, to harp on this on my podcast. We're going to continue to track it. I'm still tracking all the legislation that's out there right now. I'll be giving updates on that probably next week. So continue to stay and listen to this podcast for the latest news on what's going on. If you like it, Please give it a five-star rating, forward it to others, follow me on social media, email me with any comments. You know, we're not, we're in a critical time for our Second Amendment. Uh, we knew that going into the election, that this election could really uh, turn the tide on, on our Second Amendment, and we're seeing it. It's coming down. Biden is now, he has put things in motion, and we have to stand up and defend ourselves. We have to fight, 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 and I am not talking, I'm talking a figuratively there. I don't want to fall uh, prey to uh, cancel culture and things like that, but we have to uh, be diligent in our efforts. Everybody have a good week, and I will be in touch with you next week. Thank you.